everybody welcome back to the gone shooting podcast god damn that sounds good we are back here with part two of our second episode this episode in particular will be dedicated to nothing but and maybe a little more acdc in general because i myself ryan I'm sitting here with two of the biggest ACDC fans I've ever met in my life. Easily their favorite bands. Uh, we could talk about them forever and ever and ever. We're going to try to sum it up in podcast form. We've had a lot of good memories together listening to them. We've even seen them in concert together. We will get to that a little bit. I have a couple questions for you guys about that. But we're here. We are getting ready to talk ACDC, and you guys know me, I could talk music all fucking day long, and I have been looking forward to this, I know you guys have as well, so uh, let's get rolling with it, you know what I mean? Uh, we're doing this, again, because you guys are the two biggest ACDC fans that I know of. Uh, also, unfortunately, uh, last December, this past December, I should say, the unfortunate loss of the the guy, the ACD, like, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to explain this. Yeah. Uh, ACDC. November 18th. The loss. November 18th. November, okay, sorry. November 18th, 17th. The loss of, in my opinion, ACDC and Malcolm Young. Sure. And I'm not saying anything bad about Rock or Bust because I thought it was a fantastic album. Loved it. It made me think of Back in Black. That's how good I thought it was. Yep. But uh, Malcolm was the man. He wrote the riffs. He wrote the music. And, I mean, it was unfortunate. Uh, I mean, I hit you guys up immediately when I found out uh, of him passing away. I mean, I, I saw a Facebook post and I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Yeah. Like, already? Like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, uh, 2017 was a terrible year for losses in music in general. Uh, we could probably Chris mention Cornell, those real quick. Chris Cornell. Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington. Tom Petty. Greg Allman. That kind of got swept under the bus a little bit, but that's a pretty big one. Uh, and then uh, for you guys, Malcolm Young. Uh, we're sitting here again with our friend Will. Um doing this again this is part two of this uh second episode because we already rambled on for almost two hours on the last episode who knows how long this one will go for but we'll shoot for it because we're supposed to be getting to jen's here we got three hours left to karaoke <laughs> we're not going to be in there and there within three hours so no uh let me ask you guys real quick uh I know what happened with you necessarily when I texted you when I get, you were on the road at the time at work. I was. Uh, what did you think when you first heard it? Uh, I didn't want to believe it. You were the, the, the one who broke it to me uh, via text. And, yeah, so I was pulling into a neighborhood and uh, saw the notification, checked it out. I didn't want to believe it, so I, I kind of looked it up. And, yeah, so I had to pull over and... Um, I guess, I guess sulk would be the, the the accurate term. You know, it was, 
It was yeah. surreal. It was. It was. Um, yeah, Malcolm hadn't been Malcolm for a while. Right. But we thought we thought we had a little bit more time left with Malcolm and right. and Malcolm being Malcolm. You know, for us individually, it was. It was. Uh, I'm going to pause you for a minute. For anybody that's listening that doesn't understand, it was probably the female folk. Uh, Malcolm Young, the the guiding light in ACDC that, I mean, wrote, wrote the bulk of the music along with Angus. Obviously, we all know Angus. He is the face of ACDC. But together they started But ACDC itself, the backbone. How about yeah, that? Backbone. Yeah, backbone. Sure. Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm didn't want to be seen. He did, he didn't want the spotlight. He because he knew he knew his role. Yeah, uh, uh, you know he passed away. Um, he had been suffering from dementia for a few years, and that caught up to him eventually and led to his passing. Unfortunately, which it does to everyone. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But we thought we had more time. Right. And it, it just kind of came up out of nowhere because you hadn't heard about his like health diminishing right. or anything like that. So go ahead and finish. He, he, he was he was struggling through that for a little bit of rock or bus, but he was still very very much a part of it. He was not there. Well, he didn't. Well, he didn't. Perform. He wasn't. He, he wasn't play. on the album either. Right. But he, um, uh, he, he, he more likely he wrote the music. Yeah, for it. I, it was I'm probably there. Pretty sure of that. And well, uh, are you looking that up right now? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I of thought that. He, I thought he recorded. He didn't play the. He didn't tour record though. either. He did not record. Uh, I can I, tell it, you right it now. Was Stevie. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Shout out to Stevie Young, nephew of Malcolm and Angus, because he, he did a bang up job yeah. for that. Sure. Yeah. It was. Uh, it, it was. It was um, Your feelings again. Upsetting and yep. sad. And as I imagine. Yeah. I, I pulled over. I and didn't. I didn't I sat still. Like for a full I, five. I minutes. was like, I had to tell you. I had to tell both of you immediately. Yeah. Like I was like. Shit. Like, that was my first thought. I was like, damn, I wonder if Ty will know about this. I know you probably didn't because you were driving. You were on the road at work. Uh, yep. And so I know you would not know right away. Will, I didn't know if you had knew or not. So that's why I, I just, actually, I think you were the first one to tag me in a post on, like, uh, Blabberhead or something that yeah. showed it Blabber to mouth, me. Yeah. Blabbermouth, yeah. Um, and, yeah, just to confirm that Malcolm Young was just in composition um, during the Rocker Bust album, and you can hear it play. Oh yeah, you can absolutely hear it. People were like, uh, I, "I've read comments since Rocker Bust came out, like, oh, Rocker Bust wasn't good because Malcolm went on." No, he didn't record on it. That music was there. They built upon that. Yeah, and, and why are you making an, uh, an assessment on music based on that that's anyway? What, that's it's fucking do. ridiculous. That's what people do. I'm gonna get a little fired up this episode. That's fine. Uh, that's why I want you to be. We'll get we'll get a little fired up. I personally thought Rock or Bust was the best thing that they had done since Stiff Upper Lip. Yeah, it was it was throwback. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to go on there, but no. Okay, okay, my bad. So they had one album in between, which was right. uh, Black, Black Ice. Ice. Uh, and you're talking about a 14 year period between those three albums. In between those yeah. three albums. And, well, and also, but in, in that <clears throat> time, you don't know how bands are going to be because they're only getting older. And at that age that they were already, mm-hmm. uh, you didn't know how they would be. Rock or bust, I, it's, like I said, when I heard, when I first heard it, especially rock or bust, the song, uh, immediately, uh, back in black vibes. Yeah, it kicked it old school. I, I felt like it took, does that it, make sense? Yeah, it took me back I to, agree. uh, it took me back to for those about to rock. So I think it's better than Black Eyes. I think it's better than Stiff Upper Lip. It's for sure better than Black Eyes. I, I'm just I'm not 
No, I, I told you how I, I felt about that. I thought I Black Ice was kind of a downer for me. It's kind of their Walmart like sellout. Yeah, it was like honestly. I feel you. They had yeah. one pretty good song, Rock and Roll Train, uh-huh. and then but and then you kick it back to Stiff Upper Lip, and it for me personally, Stiff Upper Lip, the song, and then um, uh, Satellite Blues. I yeah, like that one a lot on that one. So there's like two on that album. And then before that, you kick it back to uh, Razor's Edge. Yeah. And I, I, that one's a tough one. Rocker Bus or Razor's Edge, I think, because See, of I, the I, star I like power that Thunderstruck has, Razor's Edge has to I'll, be. I'll interrupt there a little talks. bit, though. I'll interrupt a little bit. Uh, you missed Ball Breaker, though. I personally think Ball Breaker was a very, very good album. Yeah, there's a reason I missed Ball Breaker. Just wait till we get to our list here. <laughs> okay, fair enough. What? What's your reason you miss Ball Rider? There are three or four albums I don't. I don't throw into the CD okay, fair drive. Okay. Would fly on the wall and a flick of the switch <laughs> fall in that category? I don't throw them in the the CD drive very often. <laughs> yes. Am I right? Am I right on that? Yes. Okay. What would be the fourth one? Blubber video. Who made who? Blubber video. Yeah, both all, all four of them. Basically, from for those about to rock to, and to in my opinion, ball breaker. There was a ten years of not very good ACDC quality for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're an ACDC fan, that you see that. But yeah. flick on the switch, flick of the switch, fly on the wall. Not terrible. Let's let's point that out here. Not terrible. I've heard. They don't have I, any terrible I, albums. No. Uh, I think they just did not have the song quality. Um, the production. Yes. The My production, name, and then, exactly. they, then they also used old songs to just, like, fill in spaces that had been re- that were, like, re-released. You know, like, you guys probably know lyrics more than I do, but sometimes Brian's hard to understand, Brian Johnson... Most of the time. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. God damn, son. What is going oh, fuck, on? Fuck, I don't know, man. I chugged that beer too quick, I guess. <laughs> we'll get the, through it. We'll the, get through it together. The song Playing With Girls uh-huh. uh, from Fly, Fly on the Wall. I can't understand a fucking word he's saying until he said play with, playing, with, playing With Girls. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't understand a single word you're saying. I have hiccups really <laughs> bad right now, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I either drank this beer too fast. I'm trying to like either hold my breath. I'm trying to knock it out of me. If somebody could scare me, that would be okay. So let's let's bring up the topic Don't as you to laugh why at me, Shelley. we're even talking about ACDC, right? So just remember, we're singing picture tonight. It's also what? it's also ten oh nine and she works at seven, so Nah fuck that shit. At yeah. this point I don't know if we're even making a Jen's appearance. I'll drive you back home. <laughs> no, okay. Uh so uh <laughs> Willie. <laughs> What's up? We'll throw it to you now. What was your immediate reaction slash thoughts when I had did I text you or tag you in a you post? T- you tagged me in the uh, blabber mouth. Okay. What was article. your immediate thought? Um, you know, it kind of is fitting for the 2017 year in rock musicians. So I I, I knew that. Did you believe it at, at first? Um, oh, absolutely. Because everything was been everything had been hush hush. It's been hush hush for kind of a couple of years. Um, 
he was in bad health. It, I kind of figured as soon as he stepped down, that that was it. So I, I obviously I hate that he died that young. He's sixty four. I mean, seriously, that's you know, mom and dad, mom sixty eight, dad seventy five. So like, you get right. someone obviously who is, um, you know, been in the rock world for you know, 40-plus years living a very hard I mean, life, it takes a toll on you. He's an, he's an icon, safe to say. Oh, he's uh, hands down. And and you would even hear, um, I, I know, like, Keith Richards, and other, like, obviously Rolling Stones, he was a big ACDC fan as well. Um, it, you know, you take someone like Malcolm Young, who was the founder with Angus Young, um, and all of a sudden he's dead. I mean, I think most ACDC fans would say, ACDC is kind of dead, and I mean, seriously, I, we were lucky enough to see some of ACDC, and it was still fantastic. Um, because that was the rock. Three fourths of the line. Three, sorry, three fifths of the lineup was was there. He had Brian. He had Brian Johnson, which you know you can still argue that. Where obviously Bon Scott, who passed away in eighty. Um, was a key component to ACDC, but um, you had Cliff Williams, you had um, Angus, Angus, and you had you had Phil Rudd for the most part, but Chris Chris Slade was on. Well, I had said that in the last podcast. In my opinion, the best ACDC drummer is Chris Slade by far. Kind of underrated too, because he really wasn't in a lot. I mean, he was there, but he like people may not realize this studio albums. He wasn't Thunderstruck drummer. I mean. I think Phil did he do for those about to rock? Man, I think I I really this, think this is bad had... for us right now to not know that answer. Oh. Anywho, um, yeah, three three fifths of ACDC. You, you, had, you had Cliff Williams, you had Angus Young, you had Brian Johnson. Um, obviously, we knew we were going into it without Bon Scott, and then and, Chris Slade and, was their drummer. You know, the and uh, for the live shows, Stevie, he did good for uh, s- stepping in. God damn it! I, f- I wish I get rid of these fucking hiccups. I don't know what my fucking problem is. It's interesting too because Stevie Young was also in 1988. He had he recorded in '88. Yeah, I don't know what album that had to have been one of the ones that we just mentioned that were less. Also, than. the previous year, Malcolm and Angus's uh, the other brother. The other brother, mm-hmm. he had passed away too. Yeah, right. So that was very sad as well. I remember he, his name? He did those. Uh, he did the first. I think he did the first couple albums with him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, real quick, this is kind of off the cuff. Just kind of literally came to me just now. Nice. Do you guys know how they came up with their band name? And what the initial reaction was when they had the band name. It was the back of a sewing machine, right? Score. Yeah. One for Willie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh sewing machine. Uh yes, I think the letters current. Yes. Alternating uh, and exactly alternate direct current, current, direct current. Yeah. Can you guys tell me what the initial reaction was from them having that band name? You wanna take this? From who? The initial reaction from Antichrist, Devil Child. No. After Christ, Devil comes. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Let me tell you guys. This came from their behind the music. They've said it themselves. 
uh, the term back then. I don't know, maybe this is an Australian, Australian. thing or not, but the uh, ACDC. I don't know. I don't. I don't know necessarily if that was like an actual term or something. I don't know what that was, but <laughs> that. <laughs> The initial reaction for that was that they were bisexual. That's what that meant. That fifty-fifty. That they, yeah, really, yes. I feel like absolutely. that's a reach. Absolutely, no. It is <laughs> not a reach at all. That is absolutely maybe a reach around. Yes, that is uh, <laughs> reach around. Thank you. Uh, no, that was the initial reaction. Is that people thought that they were fifty-fifty uh, uh, bisexual. Hmm. Um, and if you think of back then when they were formed, uh, late sixties, probably early seventies, that was a big deal. It so, was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was. Uh, uh, just to take a little step back about yes, the uh, nineteen eighty and Stevie Johnson. Uh-huh. Um, he actually filled in Stevie Young. Stevie Young, sorry, Stevie Young filled in for Malcolm Young during the blow up your video tour in eighty eight when Malcolm was dealing with alcohol dependency. Yeah. So yeah. he was off that tour. Okay. So just to that that way we understand Steve Young had actually been there in the past, but yeah. we got to see him. I think we the all knew tour. there was a, a little bit of issue there with Malcolm. He he's uh, self admitted his uh, oh absolutely his they problems. Um, I think him more so than the others though. Yeah. So you were. <laughs> That's a nice sound there. What? Can we have a drink on you, buddy? <laughs> uh, so you were just kind of. Um, overall, with the you know the reception of Malcolm Young, I mean, I I can't say that I w- was completely surprised, shock, or surprised because I I was under the impression that he was in bad health leading up to his demise. Basically, that was my reaction with uh, Scott Weiland when I heard he passed. I was not surprised; it was just shocking. I feel like I was a lot more shocked with Chester Bennington hands down than anything i mean you, you know you take your own life you're young you're full of life and he right. he just had fucking demons that right. crawled up and took him i i i, I don't know we'll get to, we'll get to that one yeah. in another episode because yeah. i i could talk about uh oh, that's a many of the weather. 2017 uh right musicians that had passed away we could uh i could personally go on that for a long time and especially chester uh i could go on for a while i'll save that for another time um what uh let me ask this question here. This is kind of off the quo- off the cuff here. Best ACDC Bon Scott era album. Ty. Ooh, just in general. That is a tough one for sure. Uh yeah, I guess off the cuff I'm gonna have to shoot from shoot from the hip here and say Well that's Brian Johnson's so uh, Highway to Hell. Okay. Yeah. Willie? Um personally my not favorite best Bon Scott. Right. Best. Power Age. Power Age. Probably the most underrated album of all of A C D C's franchise too. That's tough. Uh, it's tough for me. I'd say Highway to Hell. Yeah. Highway to Hell for me. Only be- six of those songs are played on the radio. Right. Well, consistently. That, that, that's my point in saying that that's what 
launch them. Yeah. And so obviously that was their best work, in my opinion. Anyways, uh, Brian Johnson album best. I feel like that's unfair. I mean, I get you. Yeah. No, I get you. I know what you're gonna say. Anyways, right. I think it's consensus black and black. Can we all can we all disagree there? <laughs> I, I think we're all going the to Brian, agree, not disagree. In the Brian, yeah. in the Brian Johnson era, they didn't do anything better than Back in Black, which is kind of well, which is kind of funny because I think a lot of that material was written with Bon Scott. It was right. It was. So, but he came in and fucking killed it. I mean, you're talking double diamond, like 20 million copies sold. I mean, it's still one of the greatest selling albums of all time. Ever. I mean, yeah, um, literally ever. <laughs> you know, I'm sure the lyrics were not penned uh, i mean i'm sure he probably came in and did his work i mean i've read stories about how they did that album they went to the uh bahamas and did that kind of stuff i mean they uh, got it literally finished in what four or five months i mean i mean bond, highway to hell came out in 78 and back in black was out in 80 well i know <laughs> but bond died in 80 in february so and that album released in what June or something or I th- like I mean it was only a few months later they were, they were doing the music and then Brian came in and pretty much laid vocals down and, yeah know. that had to have been it I mean they had it all complete um I still think another like Brian Johnson album I mean the next year was for those about to rock really a fantastic album through and through oh it absolutely and that absolutely was 81 is. so and that had to have been all for those Brian. about to rock may be their biggest song in general, uh, maybe. I mean, they close with it. I mean, the cannons. I mean, it, right? it, it you know, it, it kind of encapsulates uh, what, what, what they're exactly. It, you just took the words right out of my fucking mouth yeah. a millisecond before I was about to say it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, exactly what they're about, uh, what they're preaching about, and what they love. Rock and roll, man. I mean, exactly. Um, Okay, here. So I'm going to ask a question for both of you. This does not include me because this is kind of for both of you that I wanted to do. Okay. Uh, Will, you're. I, I, who wants to go first here? What's the question? I've, I've, I've been going first. I'll let Willie go first this right. time. Okay. I'm going to ask you this, Will. When. Can you recall. The first time you ever heard ACDC. Oh, okay, so I'll take this one. Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um, absolutely, I can. My cousin Brian, who we had mentioned in the previous podcast, gave me a cassette tape of High Voltage uh-huh. back when I had my little Walkman. How and, old were you? Oh, shit. Um, seven, I think. Okay. Seven. Bastard. Yeah. He gave me the cassette tape at seven. Um, that also segues into me loving them. I got um, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap cassette, and then my first actual CD that I recall having was Back in Black uh-huh. from Brian as well. It, like I, I attribute my love to ACDC to my cousin Brian because he's the first person that told me about them, got yeah. me hooked. Yeah. Can I can I stop you this and mid question real quick is. Is it safe to say ACDC is your each of your favorite band? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, there's no I'm, question. I don't mean to sound stupid asking that. I know the answer, but I just wanted to uh, uh, like make it affirmative for everybody. Yeah. This Understood. is your. This is your. There's no other band that absolutely 
touches anything close to ACT for you personally? No, no. Far and away, uh, there is uh, it. Number two, three, four, five, six, all the way through fifteen uh-huh. have changed uh-huh. over time. ACDC will always numerous be times, and ACDC will always be number one. Yeah. Mostly because my answer to your question, the first time I heard ACDC. Yes. So, uh, really, really, really long story short, I went to a friend's house. Fucking make it long. No, no, no. So my my um, I'm not going to say I was sheltered because that's not the uh, that's not the <laughs> correct term. Um, I was pretty much allowed to watch and hear anything I wanted to. It was like, it was like uh, movies. Yeah. The only thing that they would shield my eyes from were uh, were porn. Sex, yeah, were sex scenes. As long as you maybe didn't like repeat those things. Exactly, and I did a pretty good job at, at doing that. I conducted myself in a in a um, a good manner, um, a way that my parents wanted me to uh, be. Um, I didn't know rock and roll existed until I was 10 years old. Yeah. I know that's that's very odd for a lot of people to think, but that that's the truth, man. It was like my 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 mom and dad um listened to country. I was born in 88. I was raised on Vince Gill, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then all very good. And then from there it was um you know gospel music. Those yeah. are the only two genres that I was not kinda, so good. You know what? And I also forgot Motown. That that kind of uh, oh, that yeah. kind of soul seventies, fifties, sixties, seventies kind of stuff. My dad was real big into like the Temptations. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. you know, I got I, I got a dose of that, but still didn't know rock and roll was a thing. So I switched schools right. at ten years old. Mm-hmm. I go to a friend's house, and uh, his mom is just like just giving it hell. Mm-hmm. To some kiss, yeah. Okay, I don't remember what song was playing, but it was something that I had never heard before, and I was kind of encapsulated. You know, I was like, I was like, dude, what, what is your mom doing? He was like, just rocking out, man. We were ten. He was like, yeah. just rocking out, man. And I was like, rocking out. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> rocking out, man. What is this? <laughs> so we listened to a couple of Kiss songs. I liked a little bit of it, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. Still brand new to me. Yeah. So my old man comes pick me up. I'm in the car, and I said, Dad, do you know who Kiss is? What does rock and roll, Dad? And he said, he said, Kiss, like the band? And I said, I guess. And he was like, where, you know, where did you hear about Kiss? So I told him that I walked into my dude's house, and Mom was blaring it or whatever. And yeah. uh, my dad said, I really, uh, I really don't know what to tell you. And then he told me this kind of long story about, how he had a whole bunch of rock and roll albums. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody you can think of, he used to have them on vinyl and then got rid of them um, to expose me to country and gospel and Motown and to kind of, I guess, um, shield me from rock and roll, I guess. Uh, agreed. Right, right, right. Absolutely agreed. My, my family... Thank you, studio audience. <laughs> My family has long since been okay with rock and roll and some other. What was the kidding. first? That, that was not oh, a. I'll get to okay. it. That was For not sure. a dig at them, by the way. That was no, just a no, little fun. No, my my family's the coolest family around, and I uh, wouldn't change anything that happened uh, in, in all the days that I had with them. I'm so emotional. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm sitting there in my passenger seat, or my, you know, my dad's passenger seat, and. He tells me that he's getting ready to show me something that um, that uh, I, I, I'm not supposed to tell my mom. And he flipped it over to W-E-B-N. Ribbit. 
That's and good. what is plain other than shut up. It's a long way to the oh. top if you want to rock and roll. But it, it's right in the middle of it. But he it's, turns it over, and it was just like, oh, my God, what is this? I was so, like, oh, I, I just remember. I'm getting cold chills thinking about it. Yeah. How amazing the electric guitar sounded to me. And it, and it was for a, a, a couple of years that when I was listening to rock and roll, all I could hear was the electric guitar. No lyrics. I, I didn't know the basses. I didn't know that basses were a thing. I didn't know that uh, drums were a thing. Yeah. All I heard was the electric guitar. Yeah. So it's a long way to the top, man. That was the first. That's funny. That's the first time I've ever heard that story. Now I know why that's your favorite song by them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sure. Did I give away? That's okay. You did, did I give away something? You there? did, but well, well you <laughs> kind of gave it away essentially, but. Uh, that's a really cool story. Yeah, actually. man, that's, that, that's that, a great story. That's I talked about first dose of rock and roll, which is also kind of crazy because that album came out what seventy six, uh, seventy six, yeah, I think seventy six. Yeah. So seventy four, seventy. Here you are listening to WBN with yeah. your pops in like right. what ninety five? Uh, I was ten, ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. And so what's on the airwaves? It, yeah, right. Exactly. That, that, yeah, that's that's like that's the closest cool. thing that you can get to fate as. As as exists in this world right there, yeah. it's like that that moment, kind of well those those um, series of moments kind of yeah, you know kind of loosened I don't know loosened loosened my soul up into into what it was supposed to be, which was a rock and roll fan. I I talked about it for myself a little bit on the last podcast uh, about my dad having the cassettes and his right. Toyota and uh, Let There Be Rock was the one album that. Yeah. I, ACDC wise was the one album I remember, and God, that just it just it blew my mind. I mean, yeah. they're not even like my favorite band or anything. I mean, I you know, but I just love I love listening to them so yeah. much, and just going back to that, just it, it just really like anytime I listen to that album, it, it uh, kind of takes me back takes a little back. bit. I, yeah. I get a little teared up thinking about it sometimes. Uh, I can't turn; it's a long way off if it's on the radio. No, uh, that may be not my song of choice by them necessarily, but I don't turn it down. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, God, I, I just, and I love the cover of Let There Be Rock because they're right there on stage. They're doing their thing as they've always done. And bon Scott being Bon Scott being the fucking God that we never knew we had yeah. uh, right there. I mean, that, that to me, that album cover encapsulates who ACDC is. Is Let There Be Rock, along with the song itself. Uh, I mean, and songs that stuck with me were like Problem Child and Whole Lot of Rosie. I'm not pointing out singles, but those were just songs that just just stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, and getting to listening later on, and, and just really going back and discovering non-hits, non-radio tracks. Uh, I mean, God, it's amazing how many songs they have that are just so good that you don't hear. Yeah. That you turn on the radio and you don't hear at all. And <laughs> you guys are probably going to be a little bit taken back by my top five when we get to them, but I, that's just how it is for me. Should we should we mention the history of ACDC to people that might not know, or is that... I mean, if you want to, no, go ahead. I was just saying, like, you know, how, how they started, and obviously Bon Scott died in... What nineteen eighty mm-hmm. from um, pulmonary asphyxiation choked on some 
Joe Thompson vomit after a long night of drinking in a club in London. I think it was called, what was that, the the Music Machine, I think was the name of the club. Now it's Coco. Um, you know, that was, I, I couldn't imagine being like Angus and Malcolm in that situation when you, where you know you have Vaughn who's produced, yep. what, at that point, four, five, six, seven albums. I mean, not, not international, but they had the two in Australia. Yeah. And then High Voltage. Uh, dirty deeds, that's, that's, highway to hell. That's, that's why I said about highway to hell. I mean, that was their right before, right? That was the last album before Bond dies. I mean, they were getting ready. I mean, that was like they were about to just just take off. I mean, they were oh, yeah. there right then and there. Um, yeah, that that was that may have been. Let me okay. Let me ask you this again. What was the first album you guys ever purchased from ACDC? Ooh. <clears throat> um, I, I actually I do know the answer. It was um, it was high voltage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. The first, not the first one I got. First one I got. Um, I asked. I asked my dad. I should have been a little more specific with that. What was the first ACDC album you've ever received? Received, my, my purchased, dad. bought, whatever. I don't care. First, first one you ever had in your hands to listen to. Yeah, it says a lot about the album. Uh, the one that I asked my dad to to get. I said I I don't know anything about them. I want to listen to them, and he bought me Back in Black. Okay. Yeah, first one I ever purchased with my own money, High Voltage. But okay. yeah, he got me Back in Black. And that says a lot about that album and the fact that they were getting ready to to hit superstardom, yep. and then hit back in black and actually did go into superstardom Absolutely. with a different singer. Right, it's unbelievable. That's the crazy thing about ACDC. Mr. Campbell, right your uh, turn. Well, as I said, that um, my cousin Brian gave me the cassette of High Voltage and the CD of Back in Black. Yeah, I think the first album I purchased though would have been for those about to rock. Okay, so the year after. That's one yeah. I, I officially bought myself. Yeah. But that's also because of piggyback back in black, and that was like, oh, my God, I have a, you know, I have a little Walkman CD player. Like, you know, I've been rocking out the back in black, so what's the next album? And it was for those about to rock. So That's cool. So kind of the same thing for you, almost, yeah. almost the same thing for you guys. Uh, I think for me, again, the first impression I had was Let There Be Rock, back in black. <laughs> I think almost the entire uh, aura of ACDC is probably going to center around the Back in Black album because that whole album is... Uh, Every song from it is on the radio. You've heard it a time or two on the <laughs> well, radio. Yeah, from a, from a general public standpoint... I think hands down, Back in Black is the album now. And from like a like, if you were a true ACDC fan, though, I don't know if either me or you would pick Back in Black as like our number one album. Well, Maybe no, well, definitely not. But no, I don't think so. It's the best, the thing, it, right? The but I've heard is, every fucking song on. Well, exactly, album. right. Like, that's just it. But the thing is, nobody, nobody hates it. No, no, you're right. Hands down. I mean, Dude, it it beat what Michael Jackson Thriller. Am I am I right on that? Did you guys hear that? The most album uh, sold, it beat Thriller. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, that would be Nirvana's Nevermind. Beat Michael Jackson out or something. I don't know if it was Thriller, but uh, it beat. They beat Michael Jackson out. And Nirvana, Nirvana did for sure. I don't know about Back in Black, but nobody hates that album. I mean, <laughs> the ladies 
Shelly, you want to get wet in your pants, you throw on, uh, you shook me all night long, and you're just fucking, I mean, you're, you're got it made in the shade with the lady. I mean. I would like to make sure that you uh, tread lightly on talking about wetting your panties. Why? You know what happened two weeks ago. We don't need to elaborate on it. I'm lost right now. You're going to yeah, explain I don't me know after we do this either, podcast. So. That's fine. I'm really lost right now. You have me confused. I almost want to know on this podcast, but... Uh, Justin Timberlake gifts. Does that help? Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. We won't stroll down that road. Cause My panties people... are wet talking about Justin Timberlake. <laughs> some people got a little upset over that. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, Let There Be Rock was my first impression back in black was the big thing that kind of reeled me in i think my first uh full-on purchase that i spent my own money on that i worked for was uh highway to hell pretty sure that was my second one yeah might have bought them at the same damn time i don't know (laughs) um yeah oddly though uh, i was just thinking about it as you guys were talking i had a girlfriend uh, you did? Yeah, I know. Meg was not my only one, not my only girlfriend. So you know, I had Sorry, I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend who, um, I, when I first started getting into ACDC, her dad was really big into ACDC, and I know that he had them all. But yep. he he threw on um, the the live album, uh, ACDC live. Oh and man. Yeah. God, I, you forget about that one sometimes, but you just you mentioned that, and I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit. The the 18 minutes worth of of uh, jailbreak where Angus yeah. does a solo and stuff. It's, yeah. I remember I remember I borrowed it from him. Um, oh, man, I don't know. Um, let's just say that it was for two weeks, and I probably listened to it twice a day. But it's a double it's a double disc. You know, it's a double double live album, so. Yeah. Just to go back a little ways, yeah. With the Back uh, in Black album, yes, sir. It is actually the second best-selling al- album of all time, only behind Michael Jackson's Thriller uh, Worldwide. It's a, it is the best-selling hey, hard I mean, rock album of all time. Oh, for sure. And the best-selling album ever released by an Australian musical act, which I mean, no, that's duh. obvious. <laughs> <laughs> It was certified 22 times multi-platinum. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of surprised that Metallica's uh, Black Album didn't beat that out. I'm a little surprised by that. Well, I feel like they had such a... ACDC had such a worldwide reception. Metallica's pretty big over in hey. Germany. No, they don't, no, totally. You go in Europe, you ain't fucking with them motherfuckers yeah. over Metallica. <laughs> I don't care if it's St. Anger or not. Right. Uh... Well, we all care if St. Anger or not. I liked it. I don't care anyway. Yeah. But this is an ACDC episode, <laughs> yeah. not Metallica. We could probably have like our own episodes about... I mean, I Each could, have one. I could have one about Metallica. I mean, I don't care what says. I mean, we've got like 40 years of life left. We can probably do one. <laughs> do we? We have 40 years left? You just made my day by saying that. Well, I, I didn't mean, think I had that many. Statistically... Uh, okay. I mean, well, whatever. Expectancy is like 74 now for men, right? We're, <laughs> we're getting there. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was 72 when we were kids. It's kind of crazy when the old folks back in history times lived to like 80, and you're like, why don't we live up to that? Yeah. They're like, select few. I mean, obviously. I want to know the why. The average is like 78 now for us. 
I want to know why we can't live to like 936 like the people in the Bible. Neither here nor there. That's another topic. Let's uh, not get into that. Uh, Ty, thank you Can for ruining crack this. Open a beer? Thank you for ruining this podcast <laughs> now. We've mentioned Bible shit. Can I say shit in the Bible at the same time? Anyways. Oh. Uh, You'll be judged for it, I promise yeah, you. I don't give a fuck either way. Uh, so to piggyback off of when you guys had first heard ACDC, my other question to mm-hmm. you guys is, this is absolutely more so meant for you guys oh. than it is for me. What have they meant to your life? Damn. Damn, damn, damn. You want to go first? Uh, was, I, uh, hold, on, hold, on. You, hold on. Is that <laughs> is that like this reaction? <laughs> Woo! Um, okay. So I'll just uh, I'll, I'll I'll shoot from the hip on it. Um, shoot from the hip. Yeah. So I'm like so so much. Um, I I I don't know if I can put it into words. Um, there are a lot of songs that we'll get into a little bit later that I feel like describe me. And um, uh, one off the top of my head would be uh, Love Hungry Man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, um, yeah, Meg's, there's... Meg's calling bullshit on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's... Um, <laughs> so is Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, there's like, we've already talked about a handful of them. Um, well, let's not mention any no? specific songs no, right now. Well, I mean, I'm not going to elaborate just, on them. Just but a like, general statement. Yeah, you know, so, like, uh, for those about to rock, we've already talked about that one. I rock every single day right. of my life, as, as you two do as well. So, from, from like, the point that you first heard, um, it's a long way to the top. Yeah. Like, from that point on, were you just hooked yes uh, and a quick like were you done quick answer, for? were yes. you were you done for yeah i wanted more yeah it's it's i'm i'm gonna say it probably took it probably took two ish years i wish i could go back and remember um to to kind of take over garth brooks as my favorite which is music. actually kind of funny which we probably didn't know we shared this Mom and Dad had a VHS back in the day, you know, with you all people who don't know what a v- VCR is. You put in VHS <laughs> tapes, and it plays shit. The old people, that's right. us. So Mom and Dad had a Garth Brooks live recording show yeah. where, like, him and his guitarist, like, you know, dude, it was like, you know, Thunder Rolls. It was all the good shit. And they, like, went and smashed guitars, and, like, the Garth Brooks was my shit, too, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, hands down. <laughs> like that was my favorite video to watch when they were like, you know, hammered on the couch with you know, seven year old Will. Like, hey guys, what's going on? You know, like it was right. Garth Brooks. So <laughs> once we heard, once I heard ACDC, once you heard ACDC, I feel like a, a, a switch flipped in our head. Like, holy shit, there's more than just like yeah. good country. There's a, another genre of music. Yeah, it, it took a couple years for ACDC and it's good to time feel overtake. Overtake Garth is like my favorite musical act. It did, but once that happened, definitely. But but I was hooked. It it's it, not to cut you off. It's rare that you hear, uh, I would say for the time heavy music, but it had a good time feel to it. Yeah, and they talked about having a good time. Exactly, and a lot of shit. Yep. Um, yeah. So once once that happened, yeah, I was completely hooked. There was no turning back. They've been my favorite band ever since, uh-huh. and it was, it was, um, 
I know for a lot of people, um, I guess myself included, that uh, you turn to music, you know, for a lot of things. When I would get upset, irrational, I would do irrational things mm-hmm. um, to my family, you know, say things that I didn't mean uh, or things like that or, you know, something would piss me off with this or that. I went yeah. straight to my room, threw in an ACDC album, turned it up as loud as I could, and pretended I was playing the drums in my bed. Yeah. You know, and and that that's one thing. Another thing is, to elaborate on, it's a long way to the top. Never, ever have I been perfect or the best at anything. Uh, you know, I'm pretty good at a lot of things, but I strived to be perfect with sports, academics, other things and that song when I was feeling down or feeling like well no matter how hard I work I'm not going to be the best wrestler you know um, uh, amateur wrestler in the state of Ohio I turned that song on and it made me want to be the best amateur wrestler in the state of Ohio Uh, so that's another thing oh yeah man it's giving me cold chills right now thinking about it and it it was a lot of things a lot of ACDC songs would do that for me and then, not to mention how many songs that uh, when I would hear or that I hear now, and I think, God damn, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to anyone who's going to hear this, but Highway to Hell. Highway right. to Hell. Right, right here. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> and my friends are going to be there, too. Exactly. <laughs> right, there you, you know go. it. Mr. Campbell, <laughs> what has ACDC meant to your life? I mean, funny story. I remember you telling me one day, you were like, dude, I know every lyric to the Back in Black album. Because, you know, Brian Johnson is not the easiest to understand sometimes. He sounds like a banshee uh, when he screams. But you were like, I know every lyric to the ACDC album now. Well, just, it, well, was, well if I said that, it was probably a lie. No, I, <laughs> I think you probably did. I don't think no, it was. No, no, no. It, it, it probably was. But like you just said, I mean, he is a difficult person to understand at times. And Mm. the only reason I probably would have actually known the lyric to every song on the Back of Black album was because I actually read, you know, the lyrics and the CD cover, the album art and the lyrics. Um, You know, back then we didn't have the the whole Google and um, easy stuff to just access all the time. So you actually had to read the... uh, the cover art and the lyrics, which I, I really miss that these days, I must say. Yeah. Um, you um, know, and that's uh, for me, real quick. Uh, you know, I was always like hell bent on not conforming to the download age. Mm-hmm. And like, I was always keen on like. But then it got easy. Buying the phys- <laughs> Exactly. Buying the physical. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, copies of albums. And now, you know, uh, I'm to the point where I'm paying. Don't high. say their name. Don't say their name. I'm paying nine ninety nine a month uh, to download whatever I want to, right? Uh, anytime I want to, and from no- Lemon Music. Yeah, right. We from uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything <laughs> clever from Orange <laughs> Music, whatever. From Fruit Music, right? Uh. And, and uh, you know, uh, a few ACDC albums I didn't have, I now have because of that. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, is, which is very, which is 
it's convenient these I'm, days. Yeah, exactly. I, but and I, I think I miss those. We all miss the days of. There's there's certain bands the these days right. that I will go out to the stores and be like, sure. you know what, I'm gonna pay my money. I've only heard one song from it, but I don't care. I know it's gonna be good. Um, back to your story. Yeah, as I was said, that like we could spend a whole other hour on that topic, but um, you know. I, I just I, f- I feel like ACDC has just been a part of my life because it's literally been a part of my life. Like I I was exposed to it young. It just struck a chord with you. It struck a chord with me. For both I liked of you. it. I had my you know my my older cousin who I looked up to. He yep. liked it. So it was yep. like I just felt like I needed to just influence. You know, listen to it. And I, as I listened to it, like I <laughs> tried to get my other friends involved. Like I, I remember specifically when we would be over at Walpert's and my buddy Tommy. <laughs> Um, oh, Walpards. Yeah, right, Walpards. Right. Shit. So, like, he didn't know who ACDC was, shit, but I had the but... I had the fucking cassette. So, right. you know, TNT, like, back then was like, yeah, that's the fun song. We'd go up to the jukebox and throw in a quarter and, you know, TNT, you know. Like, we didn't even know what they said. And from what, <laughs> from what I'm feeling from you telling this for both of you, it was just a good time. It Absolutely. made you feel good. It made you feel happy because... Let, you know what? Uh, I'm going to say this real quick. I'm gonna, the best description of ACDC I've ever heard from anybody came from Zach Wilde, uh, guitarist from Ozzy, uh, Black Label Society, frontman, whatever. He described ACDC as the Rolling Stones on steroids. Wow. That's big. And I'm going to get to that when we get to our top five. Uh, but... Rolling Stones, good time feel when you listen to them. ACDC, yeah. good time feel, but a with little... some ass kicking. Exactly. Yes. Exactly right. my point. Bingo. So we you both listen love to them, the Rolling Stones. You have a good time. You have fun. You are immediately just brought up to this like. There's no. There's no uh, down like uh, uh, downside or down feeling to listening to ACDC because. Every song is just done in good fun. Not trying to almost every song. Well, almost every song, but you find a way to make it fun. Could you also? You agree? can't not headbang to an ACDC <laughs> song. I'm just saying. Well, you're gonna find yourself. At few, some, you're gonna find yourself at some point bobbing your head to right. it. Like now, okay, this is kind of the. I don't know if it's like the. The, the millennial feel or whatever that people don't like artists or musicians or whatever to sound the same. It's like, I must say, ACDC has kind of kept to their whole feel and sound. Well, that was my point on the last podcast the time. of saying bands that mature as they get older. And that's when I was like, well, I'm not going to say ACDC because they've never changed their sound. They've been consistent. They're one of the few bands to stay consistent with themselves, to stay true to themselves. For that many albums. And that's no disrespect to any other band that's ever not been the same. Uh, but they just, that's who they are. Right. That's what makes them pure. And I think that's, what's a, that's what appeals to people like us, you know, musicians, not what well, I, music lovers, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, I think we can feel like I think those that's when the artists are at their best or at their biggest is when they're being themselves and I think the fans can feel that or, or listeners or whatever they are and I think 
we can appreciate the fact that that's who they are. Sure. Always. Always. I mean, you know, like, I, I think one of the biggest bands I can think of for myself personally that has, like, evolved over time is, like, Pearl Jam. Like, if you listen to their album 10 and listen to their last album, Lightning Bolt, completely different ends of the spectrum. And that's fine because that's who they are in that time, and I can feel that. But when it comes to ACDC, uh, there is just no denying that they are just rock and roll to the core, full bore, and uh, they will be until they're just non-existent no and i don't mean that in any disrespect but until any member that's been in acdc is no longer alive that's how they are going to be yeah uh always and i don't look forward to that day but i agree with i, I mean i agree with what you're saying though 100 percent. i mean that's just that's just who you? they are absolutely it's sure and that like again that falls back on that comment i made about zach wilde saying that they are the rolling stones on steroids uh, they're just a good time band, a good time feel because they were always having a good time and yeah. they wanted everybody else to feel what they were feeling, which is a good time. And that's <laughs> what I feel every time I hear, listen to ACDC, there's not a song I listen to that like touches emotions. Like if I'm having a bad day, like something that makes me feel more worse about my day, uh, they are just a good time band Yeah, and they have fun and all that kind of stuff. There is, there is one. We'll talk. I'm sure. I'm sure the two of us will talk about it. That uh, and you'll you'll remember. You'll enlighten me on this. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, I appreciate both of your guys' inputs and your uh, comments on those questions. Um, we saw ACDC in September of uh, 2015 yep. in Detroit at Ford Field. We had an amazing time, us three, oh, and of course it's the funny lo- you mentioned that I have the, the lovely uh, May. I have the ticket stub Look right here. here. Yes, you do. It is uh, actually is September eighth of fifteen at seven thirty p.m. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys want to maybe talk about the lead up to this? Like what the the day of? Go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, just, I mean, there's not there's not much. I mean, I mean, you tell other me. than. I, I, I think I, I drove out to Ty and Meg's apartment in Middletown, met them early morning, Chanley was already there. We drove my vehicle. Well, we had to grab some Mickey D's, and then we, we hopped on 75 North, and, you know, other than fearing for my life because of the way that Chanley drove the entire time. Shit. 150 <laughs> miles per hour in a 55. Shit, but fuck. <laughs> You know, you just, you just bitch. I had my license for ten plus years. I ain't never had a ticket or been pulled over. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was it was funny because I was in the passenger seat, and you know, Megan, Megan, Ty were probably doing it in the back seat. But I'm too large for that. But stuff was sure. going on. Right, right, right. Anywho, yeah, it was it was a great time. So we get up into you know shithole Detroit. Oh, am I allowed to say that on the air? Of course, that- I, I think so. Just as long as you're not wearing a oh. Red Wings jersey. Ah, oh, shit, uh, fuck. It's okay. I am wearing <laughs> a Red Wings jersey at the shit. moment. <clears throat> That's neither here nor there. That'd be another segment. But um, keep Detroit. Get up the old Detroit, and we go and find a nice little place Thank to you, eat, which actually audience. was pretty good. And then we walked over to uh, Old Ford Field, and this is kind of cool because there was lines. We, I mean, we were there early. Yep. Old T. Wright himself 
goes over. He goes, guys, I think that's a line over there. And we're like, eh, I don't know, man. We don't want to. We don't want to lose our spot right here. And we're already like pretty deep back. He goes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I think that's a line. He goes up there, you know, what scouts the place out. Mm-hmm. He gives us a signal. Come on over. And lo and be fucking hold, we're like third into the building. <laughs> yeah, man. Because of T. Wright and his what intuition. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really remember. Yeah, what, buddy. I don't really remember what made me look over that way, but I was just like, "That's a door." Yeah. And there are three people who there's, don't there's look people, like they're working here. People standing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was uh that was pretty amazing. That we, was that was a very uh fun time uh uh leading into my next question we, for you guys. Willie Willie and I for uh, first off ACDC is how we bonded immediately. Yep. Yep. It was like one of the first things we talked about um, when we when we met each other, and then we're guys, gonna have to have another podcast with you, Will, because I I feel like there was just a million stories that were left out yeah. of the, both of these parts. But anyways, Fa- fast forward to high school when we became really I mean, good we're friends. All, we're almost rolling on an hour already. Can you guys believe it? We became really good friends, and we said from there, when they come to town, we're going. When they come to town, we're going. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that the only time they even remotely came around was um, we were in was sophomores in high school. Well, I think it was the back and it was the uh, stiff arm lip tour. I I think we were in. Eighth well, that grade. would be in 2000. So there's no way in hell we were okay, sophomores. Well, I think we were seventh <laughs> or eighth grade, and I know that I had tickets. We Willie and I hadn't talked about going at that time. I had tickets, something happened, my father, who had a ticket, we couldn't go. So whatever, Willie and I became really good friends. We started talking about next time they come, we're going, next time they come around, we're going. Yep. And, and then I think, uh, I think Black Ice, I think Black Ice, we, we, were planning on, we were planning on going or something. Like and six hours away or something, maybe? And, they and, didn't come around our area, maybe? Yeah, so we just, we, we couldn't, because, uh, I don't know, we were... Um, Fresh out of high school, right. didn't have a lot of money, so it just was not a viable option. But then we started living together, and we were like, hey, we ain't got much time left with them. We got to go. And then sure enough, here comes Rocker Bus, and we were like, oh, man, they got to do a tour. So as soon as they announced it, we had to hop on. Uh, funny story about the tickets, though, is that we didn't get them immediately <laughs> from Ticketmaster. There was some, <clears throat> what, communication I don't issues. even want to that, that That's... I felt so bad because Ticketmaster's all fucked up with well, anything anymore. Basically, I, don't, I don't even go to Ticketmaster for anything. Basically, when they launched at it was like 10 a.m. on a Friday, and I so happened to be off work, so I had already coordinated with the guys and everything, and everything was fine. Like I'm going to order these tickets, but yeah. they they had released the closest dates to us was Ford's Field in Detroit or Wrigley Field in Chicago. And I'm like. Okay, that's you know both great I think we places. We were initially going to go to Wrigley. Wrigley was yeah. our initial thing. So the way that because of the freaking time, um, the the time zones, Chicago's an hour behind us. I was kind of waiting out, and I had the Chicago tickets lined up or whatever, or whichever. Yeah, 
I forget how the whole thing actually went down. It was like Chicago had it lined up, but then all of a sudden it changed to say they went on sale at 11, it went to noon, and then everything flipped. And it was like I, I missed out on the Chicago tickets, so we had to go Detroit. Well, as I was going to Detroit, they had it listed as like this. It was like it was floor, but it had like sections on the floor. So then I backed out of it trying to get back into it, they were all sold out of the floor. So then we ended up having to pay double price for tickets. <laughs> so, long story short, a, a uh, you know, 95 to $150 ticket turned into about... It was two, 260 I, I was going to say 300 a piece. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 260 a okay, ticket. Okay, 260 yeah. a ticket a piece, which, eh, you know, it at that point, I think to Tyler and I, money didn't really matter. Did not. I mean, he was buying for Meg, too, who wanted to go, which was awesome. Very. Um, Chanley obviously was in for it, no matter what, too. But, I mean, I definitely probably fucked up on that whole ordeal and cost everyone about $150 more. But it was totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it was totally worth the three days of not being able to hear shit afterwards. So. Until I tell that story, I think about it going to that show all the time. But, but until we say that story, I don't even think about the monetary value no, that was associated either. with at, it. At that point, I it, didn't it care. Could have been, it could have been a thousand bucks. It could have been more than that. I wouldn't have had that much money at the time. But uh, I, it would not have mattered yeah. because that, that time and it was... was it's it was, untradeable. It was one of those things exactly. where literally I hit the refresh button and it like just fucked our world. <laughs> Didn't we get pissed at somebody in the in the McDonald's drive thru that was like being a little dickhead or something? Do not recall. I don't remember. Somebody's being stupid and we were driving through getting to the hotel and blah blah blah. I, I thought don't. it was funny when he stopped in like bumfuck Toledo to get some booze. That was yeah. fun. Because it was like, you know, Toledo has this gray cloud Malibu. that stays over the city, and it's just gross and disgusting, like Michigan, which really, at the end of the day, I wish they would have just taken it. You can't even I mean, say, I mean, that was a war damn. back in the day. Fuck Toledo. Fuck Michigan. You, you can't even say Toledo or... Hey, the, we had good food at that uh, barbecue place. Yeah, it was all right. My beer was warm. You but can't even say Toledo or Michigan, like... Upbeat and happy. No, you yeah, can't. It's just Toledo. piece of shit. <laughs> Northern <laughs> Ohio bullshit. All right, so we're gonna tail away here. <laughs> Sorry, dog shitting on Michigan and fuck them. <laughs> Toledo. Uh, uh, we well, we were deaf for eighteen hours after the show. By yeah. the way, because we were like I don't know seventeen what, feet away. What would what was your favorite moment from the concert? Well, hey, let's. Let's talk about like how okay, so we got in because Tyler's intuition oh, interrupt me. Well then we we literally just run down to the front of the stage. Oh, yeah. They they made us they made us uh, power power walk. We could Right, we we weren't allowed to run, yes. right. We had to power walk. Yeah. So we get down to the front of the stage though and it's like this. Um you have like two, you have like it looks like basically a big old cock and balls. You have the. Oh, we <laughs> the were we were section. we were uh, we were center front and center for the catwalk. Right there, you go. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty prime spot. It was. Hey, uh, ended up being where Angus showed out and did like a solo. I said, slinging dick. Uh, hey, shout out, <laughs> Vintage Trouble. The awesome. show, Ooh, yeah, awesome. The show, yeah, yeah. 
I think it made all of us immediate fans because you don't hear that kind of style anymore. No. Uh, I, the only two groups, I'm throwing up quotes here, that I can think of in that style will be Vintage Trouble and Nathaniel Wrightliff and the Night Sweats. Yeah. Uh, and maybe like shout out a <laughs> Bruno Mars-ish feel. Yeah. Not like yeah. I, I'm saying like full-on yeah. bands that like go back to that like oh, 60s, totally. 60s style. Um <laughs> so uh yeah vintage trouble was a great opening act uh all right give them a try so let's do it your favorite moment from that concert um man probably i mean angus going up was pretty fucking cool um actually probably when the first four notes of Thunderstruck hit. Yeah. Yeah, by by no means is Thunderstruck my favorite song. Uh-huh. Um, but that is the first song that you hear, mm-hmm. the first song that you see when you listen to or watch the live album. Yeah. You know, you got Donington with... Sure. 700,000 people jumping up and down with their fists right. in the air. Right. And then Angus comes on stage and, and hits that. That's that's the first visual I had of ACDC. Yeah. So, you know, I'm waiting. We're waiting 13, 14 songs in, and, and that hits. It's probably that that moment that I, I really, really was. Um, Thunderstruck? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm getting used to this. I'll have it down by maybe two more episodes. Sure. Well, Mr. Man, I don't even know. It's tough, ain't it? It's tough. It's so tough because I must say that all of us, literally all of us, were sober during the entire concert. No one went Well, we didn't want to leave to lose our spot because people were, uh, you know. We weren't drunk beforehand. We didn't go buy beers during the concert. Like, we, we we took it all in, and I still, like... I don't even remember it, but I think because I was just so fucking happy. Yeah. Like, there were so many moments where, uh, dude, I was in tears. Like, when Angus came up and was, like, uh-huh. shredding his guitar, and I'm sitting there, I'm, like, I'm just trying to take pictures, not even looking. Like, I don't even care. Um, I don't even know what my favorite moment was. I. There were so many. I mean, they played 20 songs. They had... I think it was 23. 23. Okay, yeah. 23 songs. I still got the set list. You know, I just looked it up in my phone, and my it didn't transfer from my last phone, so I don't have it. What was the moment um, that you were like, um, holy shit, what was, what was the song that they were doing when they dropped the confetti? I mean, probably For Those About to Rock, wasn't it? I think it may have been For Those About to Rock. I, See, I, I don't even remember. I think it had to be. I would say maybe the confetti with Angus out right in front of us Bikinas. doing a solo, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, they played Sun City, which was which was cool. Yeah. Did they? I mean, the bell coming out on the stage and ringing—that was badass. Well. <laughs> um, the whole lot of Rosie blow up was also badass oh, yeah. and sexy and so yeah. sexy. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there were so many things that concert. Hey, they had the, shout out to the thickness out there. Absolutely, it, it, it was just it was a fantastic show. 
You about, just, to, you about to rip off the set? I just pulled up the set list because I was thinking about. Um, I'm so pissed. I was I thinking about it. what song they opened up with. It was stupid. Oh, I could have told you that. I know. I'm so pissed at myself, but because my two moments narrow down to the beginning of the show. Well, when they were, yeah, when the when the the the, the lights and the sound, the they, they hadn't stepped on stage yet. Yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah, that and was then unbelievable they came out. too. Yeah. Uh, they opened up with Rocker Bust. Uh, they definitely did. Yes. Can I tell you mine? Absolutely. Uh, it would be it would be that one uh, because at that moment I was I was feeling the video like that was like when they when they were showing that like opening video of like kind of I awesome. guess I, I guess like a retrospective of their career like I immediately I was like holy shit we're we here we are fucking here we are here. That moment, and then uh, I... I know uh, what you're going to say. Another thing I talked about in the last podcast was when Hell's Bells started, uh, that every time I hear that gong or the bell, whatever, it, it gets me every time uh, because, again, that's the first song that's ever played, uh, been heard uh, post-Bon Scott in tribute to Bon Scott, uh, regardless of what the title is. It's not exactly what it fucking means. Yeah. Um Still, but just like when they played that, I was like goosebumps, like eyes watered. I'm like, oh my god! It was the only like, time you. It was the only time during the show that you you turned around to me and were. I was standing behind everybody, trying to shield Meg from death, yeah. from the rest of the crowd behind us. Uh, it was the only time during the show that you turned around to me. And Does anyone know I the attendance? See, I could see the emotion. Like on I'm your getting, face. I'm getting chills. Of, yeah, you know, uh, thinking about it just now because it was just. I, you know, I, it's it's hard to encapsulate this uh, and, and explain it over over audio where people are listening. But God, it's just like this rush of like emotion that just hits you, and it's hitting me right now. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, that was just a good time. And uh, that video hit me. Uh, Hell's bells hit me. And then when they did for those about to rock and the cannons and I mean just the, the like the explosion and the and the guttural feeling just just hits you mm-hmm. like no other and uh, it, it, it was a good time and uh, I can't help but to think that's, when when Brian came out on the stage originally or the first time he goes remember what he said what do you say Detroit you ready to rock. And that was about it. Like that's all that motherfucker said the entire. And that's show. fine. He had to save his voice for Absolutely, what singing he could do at the time. Like, like, back and back for you, ready? Right. Right. Uh, yeah, that was that was a, so that awesome. was a good time. I, I I will never forget that ever. Yeah. Uh, it was so amazing for me that I very shortly after that show, um, they I think they announced that they were coming back around, and uh, I think I was going to take my old man to Louisville. This was right before Brian. Yeah, I bought tickets, yeah, and Brian. Yep, yep. Brian came out. I remember and said, this. Well, they ended up not. Um, I think I. They ended up giving us the option to refund or or hold on to the ticket for a rain check or something like that. Yep. And it was before they announced that Axel was going to go and finish the tour with them. Yeah. I think they ended up canceling the Louisville date that we were going to go to, and unfortunately, we didn't get to go see that show. 
Uh, so I don't know if you guys have realized this. We've actually rolled on this for an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and we're still here. Yeah. So what we're going to do now, because I think we've covered a good amount of uh, this subject. Um, we're going to do our uh, top five ACDC songs here. We had great, great responses from everybody on Facebook. I mean, I, I was pretty impressed with people that were commenting on this, uh, letting us know what it is. More interaction with that than the NFL I liked one, it. right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I liked it. I was surprised by that being that we're still in the NFL I mean, I mean, season. What's that? What's that tell you? I'm well aware of what it tells me. I just didn't. I didn't <laughs> know. I didn't know that uh, we were friends with so many people who felt that way about them. So, uh, you don't necessarily have to uh, go into detail necessarily. It's yeah. hard to it's hard to explain each song. You can or can. It's up to you. Uh, Ty, what is your would okay? Is this your best ACDC songs or your favorites? Fa I went favorite. All right, I went favorite. Go for it. So, this one is going to be one that uh, not a lot of you out there are going to know, but it is a it is off the Power Ridge album, and it is What's Next to the Moon. That's number five. That's number five. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love you it. You went I, I wanted deep it. in it. I, I wanted it on my top five, yeah. but I didn't. So I did. This is, is going to be a great. You list. went deep. I did. This I is going to be a great. I went. I went real deep too. Yeah. That's, that's what she said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so let's hear. Yeah. That's uh, what's uh, next to the moon. That's that's uh, what's next to the moon. Our age. It's, it's super <laughs> like super bluesy, which um, yeah. You know, I mean, we we talk about the hard rock stuff that we we love so much, but. Um, blues just—I don't know—it doesn't kick me in the ass or anything, but it makes me feel good, right, right. like what we've talked, what we've talked about. Uh, number four, one that does kick me in the ass, and I'm—I'm I'm sure it's going to be mentioned again—is Hell's Bells. Okay. Nothing, nothing quite like Hell's Bells. You've already said it's the first thing you hear past Bond. Right. That's, that's probably the biggest reason. Uh, it kicks your ass is another reason, and. You can't really put it into words other than that. Uh, number three and number two are both going to, well, I guess number one also. All three, number three, number two, number one are going to have sentimental value to me. Okay. Number three is Jailbreak. Okay. <laughs> jailbreak <laughs> and number two are going to be songs that uh, Willie and myself <laughs> have uh, soberly and drunkenly. Ooh, that means I know what number two exactly. is. Exactly. Yep, and it's the one that we talked about earlier that's kind of like, you can't you can't bang your head to it, but you can nod your head to it a little bit. Right on. So, so uh, you know, Jailbreak, um, Willie and I, soberly and drunkenly, have performed that on stage uh -huh. in a karaoke bar a time or two. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that one, uh, why I love it so much, other than the 18-minute the solo thing that we talked about a little bit ago on, on, on the live album. Um, yeah. And, and then it's just an ass-kicker, you know? So number two, we'll go to number two. It is Ride On. It is Ride On. Yeah. Another one that we've done at a karaoke bar a time or two. <laughs> um, we don't remember. Uh, yeah, so... So it's I like a, I have a Facebook comment with that I, one on it. I've only 
heard that song number one. one time on the radio. Yep. And that obviously not the first time I heard it. Dad but loves I was that song too. I was actually pretty surprised that, that I had heard it on on the radio because you know I don't know I knew like maybe four people other than myself who knew the song, and yep. and and that is the one that we alluded to earlier that you can't bang your head to. Yep. it's very Absolutely. very slow and and you very slow. to me you can you can kind of hear the pain right Absolutely. behind behind the words for Bond and it's one of those that kind of. I uh, I'm actually getting a little emotional, a little little cold chill here. I see him th- thinking about it. Um, Look at his arm, Will. It's uh, I'm right there with you. It's it it, it it that's me. Yeah, right along is me. You know, he says he says things like, "One of these days, I'm going to change my evil ways, but for now, I'm gonna ride on." Yep. And I kind of tell I tell Meg that kind of thing a it's lot. It's kind of like, a universal song for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm really. Nobody really thinks about it. Yeah, I, I tell I tell a lot of people a lot of things like that. Like you know, maybe one of these days, maybe I'll grow up and, and yeah. not do the things that I'm doing now. But for now, I'm gonna fucking ride on. Yep. Number one. Yes. No surprise to anybody. We talked about we it. Talked about it already. Yeah, it's a long way to the top. The first you thing you ever heard from. Man. Can't get any better than that. To me, no re- no need to really go not on at there because you already done that. Not at all, uh, Mr. Willis. I am excited. Man. I'm excited to hear your top. This five. was hard for you. You would text me. Uh, what texted us? That uh, it was practically impossible, yeah. guys, for you I, to do. I did my best to explain. Did you understand what I was saying when I explained it to you? Well, I understand what you said, but I wanted to take my own perspective to it, and I'll explain that. As no, I that's give fine. It to you. That's yeah. fine. So, I understand that the whole thing was like, hey, top five ACDC songs. Okay, mm-hmm. so when I think of that, I'm like, that's impossible. Did you do your favorite or the best? <sighs> Hold on. Hold that thought. So, let me let me break it down for you. Okay. So, what I did, I took my, quote unquote, top five favorite albums. Yep. I took five songs out of each album. Okay. Okay. My whole idea was to take one song from each of those albums. That'd be my top five. I'm like, oh, that'd be easy, That's right? Fair enough, right? Yeah, not not fair at all because my top five albums are Back in Black, Power Age, High Voltage, Ball Breaker, Highway to Hell. And I'm like, well, that doesn't even bring on songs like Right On and Jailbreak, which that's, is that's funny. Dirty when you, Deeds. When you mentioned Ball Breaker, I can't wait to tell mine. Uh, dirty Deeds, Let There Be Rock, for those about to rock, and Razor's Edge, because Thunderstruck. So, I have this whole, like, I look like the fucking March Madness like, <laughs> 60... You did a bracket? Oh my god, it was like a fucking bracket this afternoon. Fucking, so it's a long <clears throat> way to the top versus problem child it's crazy so <laughs> i will just i'll go through my this is my original a my original a okay one through five just um, list them off right and i will and i don't have or, and then i, I want to tell my um my honorable mentions because i have stories for those that's fine so my original would be sin city mm. rock and roll singer okay give me a bullet mm. live wire and the Fuhrer. So, fuck Brian Johnson, basically. But the Fuhrer. <laughs> Which also made me upset because I'm not, I didn't want to be like that. I didn't right. want to put two you were Power Rage songs. Well, you were kind of like me songs. with my NFL list where I was like, okay, I can't put four quarterbacks in a top five. Right. 
And, oh, my God, it was crazy. So then I, like, my B list was, like, Night Prowler, Inject the Venom. Touch too much. Right? So then I'm like, shit, I don't even know what to go with. So my final list, I came up with Jailbreak. (laughs) Give me a bullet. Um, Rock and Roll Singer, Thunderstruck, and Livewire. Um, Okay. My honorable mentions, though. God damn. was Was that the order? Livewire's number one? There no order to any of that. Yeah, he's got a notebook. Zero order. <laughs> I do have a notebook. Um, you just flipped three pages to get to this I, next part. I mean, no fucking shit, I did. <laughs> um, honorable mentions: Hell's Bells, and it's a long way to the top, okay. simply because it was my first song I heard on the cassette, and then my first song I heard on the CD. Simple as that. Um, jailbreak, right on karaoke songs. Yep. We were right there on that. Hey. So I kind of wanted, hey, hey. wanted to dig a little deeper yeah. because I knew I had a feeling that you would have been on the jailbreak ride on. And I went with a couple different ones. Hey, got to appreciate it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Mine has uh, changed a little bit here. Uh, my first one is probably no surprise. I talked about it last time on the podcast. It is the name of this podcast it is gone the song shootin'. gone shooting it's also on my list the first b-side time i ever heard that song was in the classic movie of beavis and butthead do america when they're traveling across the country and you hear that just lax like chill just acdc groove in the riff i mean and it's just killer and when I actually came to realize the song and hear it and listen to it, I I was done. Like I'm like, oh my god, this is just perfect, mm. perfect, a good time, good feel. Yeah, I, there's never not a good time for that song for my uh, in my opinion. Uh, I guess I probably could should have gone five to one. Whatever. Uh, next one, I guess on the list. If I'm going one to five, uh, <laughs> number two. I'm all over for this. I'm, I promise you, I'm not trying to be different. I'm not trying to just like stand out and be like, nobody else has these songs. These songs just literally hit me. Well, you are different musically. Than these a lot of these songs just hit me like when I hear them. Number two for me, What Do You Do For Money, Honey? I like it. That song is heavy. That song is groovy. It gets you into it from the moment you hear the fucking opening riff and drums. God damn, it just hits me. Uh... Number three, Touch Too Much. I love the groove. I love the simple riffs. Bond's melody and the way he sings in that song is just ferocious. And, uh, you know, uh, just, just riffs. Riffs are for days. I mean, I guess I could say that about every ACDC song. Uh, but that song in particular, I just, I don't know what it is. It just, just, it just hits me. Uh, this one is a little bit of a different one for me. It's going to be a little bit surprising here. Uh, stiff upper lip. And I'll, the reason that's in there before uh, for me is, uh, you know what, I I need to go back a little bit. Ace, uh, Highway to Hell was the first album I purchased, but the first album I had ever received. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of a weird story. Uh, I'll go into it another time. Is Stiff Upper Lip. So that song stuck with me. I was born with a exactly, stiff. and that riff. I mean, stiff up I mean, just hook, hook, and uh, number five again, an oddball. 
uh, no surprise to you, you may be a little bit surprised. Overdose. No, the overdose is great. On I mean, uh, Leather Be Rock. Leather Be Rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when, when, when I got deep into their catalog and that was, like, when I listened to that, I just, oh, my God. Another song that, again, from what I said earlier with uh, Zach Watt, where he said they're the Rolling Stones. I could hear the Rolling Stones doing that song, but it's ACDC really just putting the power to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, God, that song was just great. Uh, great riffs, great melody, great chorus. I mean, just this is just fantastic songs. Uh, I'm pretty happy that we all picked a little bit different, different songs. A little bit different. Absolutely, that's good. I think it's pretty fantastic that we all have a song off Powerage. Uh, well, let's be honest. I think, I think the Power deep Rage consensus is... fan, like when you're deep into their catalog, the best ACDC album is Powerage. Well. It's because it is. You have Bond, you got Cliff, you got Angus, you got Malcolm. I think a close second would be Highway to Hell. Yeah, it's hard to nudge those two because one or the other, right there. It depends on what your definition of best is. Right, and you have a year like separating them. I think they were hitting their mark for Powerage, but I think Highway to Hell was was when they just took it to the next level. You know what I mean. The more powerful songs. <clears throat> it's actually tough. It's kind of tough for me to say. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent positive if if the two were reversed. And I mean, mm-hmm. if Powerage was all over the radio, if all the tracks were all over the radio and used in all kinds of movies, yep. and for football and baseball and everything that we that we've heard those songs that are on Highway to Hell. If those two had been reversed, would we feel the same? You know, would, yeah. would we be like, "Oh, Highway to Hell is by far the best one" because we don't hear right. that album? You know, right? I, I don't, I don't you practically don't hear anything from Powerage, which is almost never. which is which Nothing. is weird because of how great it is. Well, it uh, was also not released in the United States, though. Exactly, that's the problem. Uh, so I'm going to read off here some of our Facebook comments from people uh, that were again, thank you everybody that participated in this. I liked it commented left us your suggestions whatever would whatever it was thank you again very much uh i'm gonna list off some before we get to our honorable mentions sure uh again my buddy james who commented earlier about the nfl his thank you james his top one right on that's his number one i i at least from how he listed i'll, I'll read you how he listed he had right on He's absolutely a Bond guy, just by looking at his list. He had Ride On, Livewire, The Jack, Let Me Put My Love Into You, and Whole Lot of Rosie. That's a pretty damn good list there. That's a pretty Absolutely. eclectic list. I don't think we're going to turn out any of those lists. Nope. Uh, James, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed by that list. That very is good, very, very, nice. very good list. I, I appreciate that shows it. That He's deep fan. in the music. Shows He's surprised. Yes. We're going to get him on one of these days, and we're going to talk about shit all day. Good. Uh, and I hope Ride On's is number one because if that's the case, I'm probably going to give him a little pee pee touch on the <laughs> show that we do together. His wife might like that. Uh, Dylan Ball. Okay. Yeah. Dylan. What's Dylan, up, Dylan? Dylan left us a comment here. Uh, I, I Again, I don't know if these are one to fives, sure. five to ones, whatever they are. His list reads Shoot Me All Night Long, Shoot the Thrill, For Those About to Rock. Big Bowels and Highway to Hell. And uh, again, he's a little younger. No surprise that he exactly. has a couple of John Brian's. And that's not a hate. Songs. 
That's no, not a hate, no, no. Dylan. I hope you don't take it as that if you listen to this. Uh, appreciate your comments. That is a good list. I could. It wasn't until I was older that I decided that Bond was better than Brian. Again. Yeah. Again. Absolutely. When You're you right want there. the ladies to really start feeling it, you throw and shit me all night long. <laughs> because they like to hear that they overpowered the man this time. Yeah, another good song. That they for that brought is, the man to his knees. Another another good song for that is uh, Got You by the Balls off Razor's Edge. Okay, oh. okay, okay. Give him the dog a bone. Oh. No. No, that's that's us giving it to them. Yeah. I'm a big I'm a big fan of that one. <laughs> I love that I'm song. Just saying that the 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 dog I'd say that's probably <laughs> Oh my god. Did you just say that? <laughs> Shit, fuck. <laughs> so Willie's telling us to move on here from this comment. Wow. Uh, another comment here. My cousin Brian, uh, his favorite is rock and roll ain't noise pollution. How can you disagree? And, and also, back in black, for those about to rock, it's a long way to the top and shoot the thrill. Yes. He is very much a Back in Black album follower. Again, Which is okay. Again, there are no wrong answers to this. I love reading these things. I love reading what people have uh, to say about all this. Uh, Jared Stamper, uh, Night Prowler, talented, uh, in his talented, list. Talented musician. Great himself. song. Shoot to Thrill. Hell's Bells. For those about to rock. Back in black. I love that Night Prowler pick. He's yes. yes, that that's a good one. He is right there uh, in the uh, prime of ACDC. Solid yeah. pick there. Jared. No surprise. No hate at all. All those songs we could uh, absolutely uh, break our necks to by headbanging. And then uh, last and not least here, kind of a dual thing, but uh, your little brother, Mister Ween. What's up, Mo? Mister Tanner Wright. He put on here, Thunderstruck, Hell's Bells, Shook Me All Night Long, For Those About to Rock, and Highway to Hell. I'm not surprised. Five ass-kicking songs right that's, there. That's absolutely fine by me. Looks like uh, we got Highway to Hell, Hell's Bells in here a couple times, Shoot to Thrill. I love James's list. I, I love how... Uh, a little bit different he was, but again, no wrong answers to this at all. We love all these lists. Uh, before we wrap this up here, honorable mentions from you guys. Please, yes, please. Yeah. Here, here's a, a sentimental one there for for me and Willie too. Is uh, let there be rock. Okay. We've driven to numerous Reds games, and that was kind of like a go-to. We'd throw it on and. Mm, I'd say maybe a hundred percent of the time you were driving and I was in the passenger seat giving her hell on the air guitar. Yeah, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Hands down. Uh, let's see. Another one would be "Hell Ain't a Bad Place to Be," <sighs> right like there, of right there with uh, "Highway to Hell." It's like you know, if that's where I'm going, yeah. it ain't a bad place to be. I'm right. I'm, I'm going to be pretty happy. Uh, oh man, this one gives me cold chills thinking about it. Another powerage. Rock and roll damnation. Mm-hmm. Another powerage, riff raff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was that was right there. I I wanted to put it up there, but it was uh it was one of those that I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I'll try another time. Um, Highway to Hell, of course. If you want blood, yeah. 
Love Hungry Man, I talked about earlier. God, you, Night, went, you went deep into this. Night Prowler. I, had I was Night just Prowler. thinking like two or three here. Uh, for those about to rock, of course. And I've got um, Have a Drink on Me, Noise Pollution, Ugh. Thunderstruck. <sighs> I want to elaborate on uh, four, four songs very, very quickly. Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, and TNT. Okay, I, I, those are two of the four. So, Dirty Deeds and TNT. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, it was one of the, it's, it, those are, those are two songs. Underappreciated? Yeah, well. After you, a while. Exactly. Uh, you hear them the or, first. After a while. Or terrible overall perception. Yeah, per, I don't know. Um, but the, but the first hundred times you listen to it, you know, it's like. You've heard your, them both. Get your, get your horns time. up, get your horns up, put your, put your head banging, put your head banging wig on and get to it. And then after, I don't know, a hundred and. A hundred and some odd times of hearing it, it's kind of like, all right, it's overused, it's overplayed. You lose appreciation for it. And then yeah. we see them live, yeah. and they just, oh, they just wrangle you us back in. You just grew a, uh, a an appreciation for them. Yeah, it it, it Your just love. You started hear it. Over. Yeah, you hear it in a different way. You hear it extra loud and right up there, shoving your balls up in your throat, <laughs> and it, it just gives you a little bit different perspective. Yeah. And then. Um, Two other songs that are really, really, really deep. Uh, Breaking the Rules on For Those About to Rock. Yeah. yeah. Another one of those that like... That's I not breaking the law. Breaking no. Okay. I broke, I broke a lot kidding. of I broke a lot of rules. I'm kidding. You know? For anybody that's listening. Mm-hmm. Broke that a lot of rules um, over, the, uh, over the course of our lifetime. We've broken many rules together. And that's one of those that I hear that song and I'm like, that's me. You know? And then another one. Uh, I can't really, I can't really explain this one either. It's uh, "Badlands" off "Flick of the Switch." Mm-hmm. Pretty much the only song I would say that I l- like. Yeah, I don't dislike any of them, but that's the only one that I would like and would probably select. Okay. And I don't know. It makes me think of um, of walking into a place that is kind of scary. Yeah, and I like that. I like being scared a little bit, Willie. Willie, you got, a, you. you got a few honorable mentions here? <clears throat> well, I've already mentioned a couple, but I have more, yes. Um, for those about to rock, Evil Walks. I think that's a very appropriate song throughout any decade of music. Yeah. Um, I kind of like Night of the Long Knives. It's kind of corny. Yeah. But I I do enjoy it, and I like feel myself rallying behind it. I don't know why. The first 30 seconds, man. Right. That's it. Right. It, it's, it's one of those songs that you know. You don't know why you know it, but you know it. Yeah. Um, Boogeyman on Ball Breaker, which I'm still waiting for this whole shit you guys have on Ball Breaker. Hold that thought. But I, lo- I love Boogeyman. That's, a, that's speaking of Nathan Bubmeyer on our previous podcast. Um, yeah. The Ball Breaker was actually the album that he introduced me to, so that's probably why I have a little, yeah, I don't know, like to it. Yeah. Um, we've mentioned Night Pro- Um, if you want blood, you got it. Yeah. On Highway to Hell, another great song. Shot down in flames, also great. Um, Whiskey on the Rocks. Ooh. A Ball Breaker album Shit song, very fuck. good. Uh, Hail Caesar. <laughs> Shit, I, knew, I knew that was going to make an yep. appearance. Yep. Yep. No. And um, I'll, I'll end with two more. 
definitely a Powerade song that I really love is Down Payment Blues. Ugh. Because that is like such a Ugh. real fucking like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm scrapping paycheck to paycheck and I don't even have that paycheck. Love Down Payment Blues. Um, mm. And I'll end with, on my list here, what I got. Uh. Uh, you said that. Little Lover. Little Lover. Okay. High Voltage. Okay. If ACDC was a love song, it's it's <laughs> Little Lover, and it's a fantastic fucking song with the Coca-Cola on your seat. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like those. That's all I, got. I don't have as many honorable mentions. I probably could. I just went for uh, uh, three here. Uh, Hell's Bells, for me, I explained uh, with the concert thing. Uh, that's a song that could just any day easily crack my top five because of a the emotion I get from hearing it. Oh, bank shot and and, and you fucking toss the paper towel roll in too. To Count it. <laughs> uh, depending on the mood, Hell's Bells could be my favorite song by ACDC. Uh, Girls got rhythm. Mm-hmm. I love that song. I love its energy. I love the vibe from it. And who doesn't love a song? appreciating the female i mean come on what a great song and then no doubt my last one will i you turned me on to this song you probably don't realize it or remember it anyways but my number one honorable mention that could it's right there it's 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 like my top five and then here's this song is burning alive. I have it written down too. God, I love that song. If there's a song, again, I'm not trying to be repetitive, but I'm a rehash on that comment of Zach Wild saying Rolling Stones on steroids for ACDC. That song, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, God, it just gives me that vibe. It's so and good. I, and I love that song. I love the riffage on it. It's, it, it's just. It's kind of. I, I just, feel like I've always good. been on the outside with the with the Ball Breaker album. I mean, I well, they I think, went on I this... think what it was is it had such a dry production sound. It didn't sound as big. It sounded like ACDC was just like toned down. I don't know. Phoning it in. Yeah, it was it, still good considering what they'd released in the last ten exactly, years prior. Exactly. Um, Man, that was great. That was great hearing those songs. That was great reading the songs from everybody else. I mean, all in all, it's safe to say that uh, you can't really hate ACDC. You can't hate their music uh, because it's a good time no matter what, like we've talked about before. It's the vibe that you feel. It's it's, it's the, the... like you know that that's them, kind of thing. Like you got some ad there. You look like you're about to say them. If you are not a big ACDC fan and you've given a lot of their stuff a try, this is not for you. <laughs> if not at all. you have not given a lot of their stuff a try, and you don't really know a whole lot about them. Do yourself a favor. Turn on the Power Edge album. Man. And then from there, turn on the Highway to Hell album. And then from there, turn on the Back in Black album. And if you don't like them by the end Shit. of Back in Black, I mean, don't ever listen to them again. 
go back and listen. I promise you, you will. Go back and listen to her song. You know what? Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to take uh, your guys' notes here for your top fives. I'm going to post them on the Facebook page so people can see them themselves. So that way, if they can't remember to go back to listen to this, they can see. If anybody, I, I highly doubt anybody on this page is not familiar with anything. Right. I'm going to post each of our top fives on there. And a few of our honorable mentions, and maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll start themselves up from that point on. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. All the all the songs we've talked about is a as a good baseline. I would stay away from the Ball Breaker album. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, don't uh, don't skip any of them. I mean, again, uh, 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 you guys are two of the biggest ACDC fans, the two biggest I've ever met. Uh, I they're certainly not a band that I've seen anybody make ill comments towards. Uh, anybody saying oh everything, I you know what I used to be one of those guys. I used to be one of those guys that said they just sound the same. Everything the they same, do, right? And they do, and so not get used to it. And not that I hated it, I just wasn't like. It's almost like how I am with Kiss now. I won't go out of my way to listen to it. I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it then. Now, I don't care. Like now, like when they come on, I'm good. I'm good. Right. I'm good listening to it. I'll go through on my uh, on my uh, on my fruit music list, and uh, and uh, I, I'll pull them up. I the other day when we were like getting heavily. When we were heavily discussing this, I I picked ACDC, hit shuffle, and just let it go through. And I mean, uh, just awesome. Uh, so we're gonna wrap this up here. I just actually went a lot longer than I expected. Not that that's a bad thing. Uh, we just got an hour forty rolling here of ACDC, brothers. Uh, I'm sure if we could actually play actual music on this thing, it would be a little bit different. We could probably go a lot longer, but I, uh, I've had a good time talking about your guys' favorite band. Yeah, uh, a band that I love listening to. I know that sounds weird saying that your guys' favorite band, but again, a band I just like listening to. No, uh, I really enjoy listening to ACDC. I appreciate what they have done for the rock and roll world. Uh, I know I said this in a Facebook post about Malcolm. It's, to me, I'm not one of those guys that, like, when the guitar player can play a thousand notes in just a couple minutes, I'm not about that life. I'm about what is right for the song. Um, I'm about what really hits you when you listen to it. I'm getting a little emotional talking about it right now. Um, and Malcolm uh, Young, to me, is that guy that uh, he don't have to play the most complicated guitar part uh, that there is. He just plays what fits for the song, what fits uh, for the melody, and uh what just really hits you and uh i think that's like very underappreciated 
uh, I mean, there's a lot of musicians. Like, I read their tributes and everything to everybody, to him. Um, my opinion, the greatest rhythm guitarist that ever lived on this earth. Um, because of the music he wrote, because of how he did it, because of how he went about it, because of how he was on stage, how he understood his role. Um, I think that's the important part right there, understanding his role. He, he knew, was he understood it, and he loved it, and he cherished it. Exactly. And that was it. He, he knew his part, and you could feel that. You could see that uh, when they play their music. And I don't think there's ever going to be another band ever that has that same type of feel, in my opinion. Uh, Not nowadays. It's 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 no. something that's absolutely uh, surely missed. I think it's something that will never be created again. I think uh, Malcolm Young has a place in this world where he can be considered a legend in the music industry, uh, in the rock world for sure. Um you know, uh, Scotty and the uh, rhythm guitarist for uh, Anthrax, he's got Angus and Malcolm tattooed on his arms. And, uh, I mean, he'll straight up tell you that Malcolm Young is the best guitar player he's ever seen in his life. And, uh, uh, just to kind of like make make light of, this, the, of the subject, there was a quote of... I think they were talking about Malcolm, but Ang basically they asked Angus what he thought of Malcolm. Or no, actually they may have asked Malcolm what he thought of Angus. He goes, well, Angus never plays the dusty part of the guitar. Right. Or Malcolm never plays the dusty part of the guitar because he always plays the rhythm or whatever. Right. And Angus exactly. is always down doing the solos exactly. and stuff. And I was like, that right there just kind of, he knows his role. He's happy with it. He loves it. He knows Angus is gonna like do the fucking crazy guitar riffs and solos and whatnot. But what what has driven ACDC over what thirty forty years of songs is right. the rhythm guitar the man. Rhythm. It's the, the rhythm. rhythm. The timing. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to talk about without. Uh, getting a little emotional here but uh this has been fun to talk about i've i've enjoyed listing the songs here uh i've enjoyed reading off uh the facebook comments we've had a good time tonight we've got a few brews in us uh and we've just enjoyed our usual thing but being able to share it with everybody and uh, hopefully everybody has enjoyed this. Uh, again, we it was a two-part episode because we knew that this would go. I mean, we're rolling up on four hours here of conversation, and two hours of it's been ACDC. Sure, it could probably go longer. We could probably do a top 50 ACDC songs if we wanted to. Maybe that, that might be a little more difficult than a top five. Probably. Yeah, it probably would. You could lay out every <laughs> single every single track that they've got in their catalog. You could lay it out, and Willie and I could find yeah a story attached yeah. to each song. Yeah. Well, that's like you know, speaking of kind of Malcolm and everything. Like, give me a bullet. Like, Angus doesn't have a solo in that song. That's yeah. one of the rare songs that I think Angus doesn't actually, you know, rip for a minute or whatever. 
That's and Man. Bon Scott wrote it, and it was just like a. It's I'd, actually uh, a very powerful song if you listen to "Give Me a Bullet." I'd give anything to go back and uh, relive that concert again. <laughs> Shit, me too. I, I yeah, I actually wish I was like in the stands, just like nothing. You know what I mean? Just like right. tunnel vision to the right. concert because right. I know we've all met, we all miss things because we wanted to like take it in the best we could, but. We can only process so much, and fuck, we were right. sober. Right. <laughs> That's this the crazy is, thing. This has been a great conversation, my friends. Uh, in tribute to uh, the great ACDC, uh, your guys' favorite band, a band that I love listening to, that I will uh, surely go on and talk about uh, for days with you guys. Uh, thank you again, everybody that tunes in to listen to this. Thank you, everybody that uh, checks us out on Facebook. Again, if you haven't yet, which if you're listening to this, you probably have, but uh, get us out there. Share the word. Spread the wealth along amongst, amongst everybody. Uh, the Gone Shooting Podcast, we are on Facebook. We are on SoundCloud. But if you go to the Facebook page, we have a link that takes you straight to the SoundCloud page to listen to this thing. So uh, don't don't uh, fret about not having a SoundCloud app. Uh, and again, big thank you to Will, my longtime good buddy. I love you to death. You are the man. Thank you to you and Shelly uh, inviting us into your humble abode, taking up space here with all this equipment that we've upgraded with from the last time. Uh, we hope to have you again, man. This was a good time. Hope to I hope to be a regular. I mean, let's let's be honest here. I mean, you guys are absolutely welcome. Was this fun? All the time. It was a great time. Loved it. Yeah. I mean, seriously, guys, we could we could talk for we could talk for days. Yeah. Originally, we were going to make it mandatory to be five foot four. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so I think we shattered. We might have to bend the rules a little bit if you're going to be a regular. Just, just just bend it a little bit and I'll be five three. We didn't want to make we didn't want Meg to feel like she could be a part of it at all. True, true, <laughs> true that. Uh anybody else is tuning again, uh thanks again. Uh go ahead and leave your comments, your uh likes, all that stuff. That's what kinda gets it started here. Uh we appreciate every little thing that you have done. Uh Again, I have enjoyed reading off the comments. It was it was, it was a very cool thing to do. Again, just this is just a fun thing that we decided to do, and it's something that feels a little bigger now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, certainly, probably to you, Ty. Uh, and and then again, gone shooting podcast. We have upgraded a little bit. We got sound effects now. We are not hovering over my phone. We're talking about some bomb-ass shit. And we will probably talk about more on the next time. We don't know when that will be, but we promise we won't keep you waiting too long. Again, thank you, Will, for having us in your house. We've had a great time. We look forward to being back again. And uh, thank you to everybody that's listening. Again, Gone Shooting Podcast, Facebook. SoundCloud. You can go to my page, Ryan Chanley. You can go to Tyler Matthew Wright's Facebook. 
You can go to Will Campbell's Facebook. He's probably got something on there related to it as well. Again, like us up. Comment. Share us. Go to SoundCloud. Listen to us. Help us get those numbers up because we love every last bit of it. So thank you again, everybody. We love you and appreciate you. And thank you again for tuning in to the Gone Shooting Podcast. Good night.